Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to an all-new episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. We are the show that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons, and every week we bring you a different episode from a different series. My name is Randy, and I am your host on this journey, but I'm not alone. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend and my co-host, Phil. Phil, how are you doing today, brother? I'm pretty much a stalker at this point. You'll never get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's like the DuckTales theme. He never leaves. <laughs> and of course, thank you for tuning in once again. And of course, before we get into our episode today, I uh, just got to take care of some of the opening business. Of course, Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. Go to geekworldorder.com and keep up on all the latest, greatest geeky content that we provide out for you. Of course, you can go to facebook.com slash geekworldorder. Twitter and Instagram, both at Geek World Order. And I'm going to throw a little wrench in our social media plug this week because Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast now also has its own dedicated Facebook page that you can also yeah, look up and like. baby. So go give us a like and um, we're going to post some more content there. Going to try to find, you know, memes and funny stuff, pictures oh, related the, to the 80s cartoons recovery. <laughs> so yeah, I bit the bullet on that this week and just just finally got the page set up so go give it a oh, like dude that made me so happy <laughs> oh man it's, it's gonna be great and today we summon all of our powers to talk about today's episode eye of the hawk ear of the wolf strength of the bear speed of the puma that's right folks today we're looking at an episode of Brave Star. Yes. Dude. Our awesome Native American sheriff. That yes. Not for nothing, I did not even realize he was Native American when I was a kid. No. I had and, no idea. Dude, there's so much stuff you don't realize about this show. Like, until you go back. Like, this show was produced by Henson. Yes. And, and not for nothing, like... Some of the animation was maybe a little choppy, but there was some really good animation in this this show. Oh, yeah, dude. And there are a lot worse animated shows in the 80s. Oh, dude. This was a good one. This is a good one. Oh, dude. And and yes, dude. Marshall Bravestar, the, the lawman of New Texas. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. New Texas. That's oh. some futuristic stuff. Oh, dude, man, this show is just insane. It's just a futuristic Western. It's sort of like Firefly before Firefly was a thing. Dude, the horse. Oh, dude, 30-30. 30-30. Can I please have a best friend horse like that? And and his faithful rifle, Sarah Jane. Oh, my. <laughs> yes. Yes, the rifle does that have a name. That thing was pretty much a big, a big ass feature, a futuristic musket. That that is Jane <laughs> Cobb and Vera. <laughs> yes, exactly. Dude, not for nothing. That horse was his ride or die, dude. Dude, man, like he always had his back no matter what. Mm-hmm. And somehow we just keep finding all these cartoons that feature the voice talents of Ed Gilbert. Right. I was like, it, oh, I swear crap. it sounded familiar. It said Ed Gilbert is thirty thirty. 
that's why it was tripping me out so much. Like, I kept hearing the voice, and I'm like, who is that? Although, actually, this series is a big, like, a lot of these guys work together on Transformers. Because um, you also have Charlie Adler, who plays Fuzz, the little deputy guy. Oh, God. Freaking Fuzz. <laughs> yeah. And, um, the strength of the bear! I was like, oh, jeez. Yeah, and um, Susan Blue, who's the voice of R.C., is the voice of JB. Oh my god, that's what that's what was tripping me out so much. Yes, like I I heard her, her voice and I was like, who is in the that, is, right? Who is that? It is so familiar. Like and I had to look it up. And this week I actually remembered to pull IMDB up so I can actually take a look at this. <laughs> but now Marshall Bravestar, he is not played by a Transformers alumni. He is played by one Mr. Pat Fraley, who you may recognize as the voice of... Are you ready for this, Phil? Oh, God. Krang. The voice of... Stop it! Pat Fraley. Are you the serious? The voice of Krang. Krang plays Bravestar? <laughs> yes. Stop! I'm looking right at IMDb. That is not even, like... You will never know that. No, the voices are so dissimilar. Brave star. I sound like this. Oh, partner. And you go to Krang. Right. My man has some range, dude. Wow. Oh, dude, man. Some of the, just looking at his IMDB, man. Krang? Yes. Krang is Brave Star. Stop it. Yep. Pat Freely. Looking straight wow. at his IMDP page. Known for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Krang. Everything I've ever known is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Oh, man. So, yes, we are taking a look at today at the episode entitled Strength of the Bear. And so we start out pretty innocuously, actually. We've got a Brave Star, 3030, and Fuzz. They're just kind of coming back into town, and looks like they just got off of a, some kind of a mission. And they're pretty much just looking forward to being back in town and just get a little bit of rest. But Yeah, and 3030 especially, he's like, dude, all I want to do is get back into town and get a little rest and relaxation. Like, that's all he wanted. Yeah. Well, that's... And not for nothing, like, being a sheriff and having a half-cyborg horse that can talk to you, <laughs> how awesome is that? Right? Like, dude, and not for nothing, like, this horse has his back, mm -hmm. no matter what. Like, that horse is strong as shit. Oh, absolutely. It carries a futuristic musket. <laughs> like, and like, you really can't go wrong. And he converts. Like, for a yes. lot of times, he's just a regular horse that can talk, but then he becomes like a Ninja Turtles character. Basically, he does this like halfway Megazord transformation to where he can walk upright. Yeah, he's like he's like a magical transformer. Pretty much. Yeah, He's they're much an organic, <laughs> right? And Ooh, it's it's awesome. 
Yes, Technor. Yes, Technorganic. Yeah, he's basically a character from Beast Machines. Yes, thank you. Which, dude, man, Beast Machines. Beast Wars ass horse. Oh, dude, like Beast Wars, and then Beast Machines just took it and just went so dark. Oh, dude, yeah. Beast Wars. They really or, set a whole new preference. <laughs> dude, Beast Machines is a completely underrated series. Oh, it really is. It took so much flack back in the day, but I seriously think it's underrated. Because it just took the, all the storytelling that Beast Wars did and just took it to a dark place. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, no, the, um, the rest is not meant for our heroes because they hear a call for help. Uh, so they run into some, I believe it was some miners, and one of them got stuck in the mine due to a rock slide. Yeah, basically there's this giant rock in front of the... Uh... The opening of the mine. Yeah, so Marshall Bravestar is like, all right, we can take care of this pretty quick. He's like, whatever, I got this. Strength of the bear. Nothing. Like, nothing. Straight up. Again, strength of the... He's like, nah, nah. He sounds like one of those, like, overzealous porn stars. Yeah. Like, trying to bust a nut. He's like, nah. Nothing. Yeah, he's like a power lifter at competition. (laughs) <laughs> it's like but he's no this freaking, should be a very and this should be something like very bas- easily he's done basically a crossfit screamer it's basically what he was yeah but this should be a very easy thing you know it's like all right let me pull up the bear power but he's like nothing and that sucks dude because like not, not for nothing brave stars is shit he is like but he, he couldn't is. even lift that rock like it, there was nothing. Yeah. But once again, 3030 has his back. Bruh, he just straight up blasts the rock. Yeah, he's like, you know what? Fuck all that. He's like, I got you, buddy. Boom. So yeah, he just takes one good shot with Sarah Jane, blasts that tunnel open, and the miners are free. <laughs> but... Yeah, no, so this is very concerning to Bravestar. So he does go through all of his powers. He's like, Eye of the Hawk. Nope, just the same vision he's had all the time. He was like, oh, nope, just this lazy eye. That's it. Ears of the wolf. (laughs) Nope, can't hear anything. Damn, I can't hear shit. Speed of the puma. Nope, he just run around like a normal guy. My knees hurt. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, basically, he he just had nothing. Yeah, and so it, it's definitely concerning because obviously, if you lose the tools to use your to do your job properly, you're kind of like, um, so what's going on here? Uh, so anyway, Brave Star is like, all right, I need to go visit the shaman because oh, obviously yeah. something is wrong here. Yeah, the shaman laid it down for him pretty much. He was like, look, you gotta. Pretty much go through this particular trial. Mm-hmm. Right. So Brave Star is like, you know, have I misused my powers? Did I use them incorrectly? And not for nothing. I appreciate him for that. You because know, he basically was, um, he was accountable for like, did I do something wrong? Like, what did I do? I mean, and he's definitely a good lawman detective. 
Like he's going through all. He's not ruling anything out. Exactly. He's basically. Case. He's like, that is basically full accountability. He's like, what did I do wrong for this to happen? Mm-hmm. And it, and Shaman's like, you didn't do anything wrong. As apparently from so apparently from time to time, Brave Star just has to renew the bond that he has with those animal spirits that provide him his power. Exactly. So basically, he's kind of got to go on something very similar to a vision quest. Oh yeah. And again, like as an adult, I see this. I'm like, my man is a is a Native American. I did not realize that as a child. No. I just saw a guy that had awesome powers. Yeah, no. Like I didn't realize that until like a couple of years ago. I think I actually did see an article online talking about Brave Star and how he is a representation for Native American culture. Exactly. And I didn't realize that until I watched the episode. I'm like, wow, how did I never see that as a child? And again, as a child, you don't really look at those things. But like as an adult watching it now, it just you have this whole new this whole new perspective on the whole thing. Right. So there are good representations of people of color in media and there are bad representations. <laughs> Brave Star yeah. is a great representation of Native oh, American is, culture. Star Trek this episode. Star Trek Voyager on the other hand is not. Ooh. <laughs> oh no. Chakotay is like one of the worst representations of Native American culture. Like dude, like they always Chakotay seems like the one of the most stereotyped characters in television. You're not wrong. <laughs> and I was actually reading an article about Chakotay, and they point out a very interesting thing. They kind of just mishmash him. Like, they take various aspects from different tribes and kind of make, like, this conglomerate character where a lot of the tribes do things very differently, have very different cultures within themselves. And they never actually say a specific tribe for Chakotay. And they kind of make the argument that if they had, they could have established his character a little better and actually made him a better representation. Oh, yeah. Dude, that, um, again, that blows my mind. But no, like... (laughs) The representations are, are... Like, sometimes it's an extreme from one to another, but Mm -hmm. there's always a great medium. Again, just like Bravestar. Like, there's always a great medium. Mm -hmm. You know, that will definitely be interesting to kind of go back through this show and kind of look for that theme. It kind of makes me want to, because this one episode alone, like, he's going on Spirit Quest and all this other stuff. And his, his courage, his bravery, and this and that. Like, he's relying on that with zero powers. Right. And, and still doing what he needs to. And that's kind of where we actually go next, is we actually go to a flashback to a young Brave Star, where he's in his village growing up, and kind of where he begins his journey to get his powers initially. 
You know what that reminds me of? Like, not for nothing, there's a new game out right now, uh, the Star Wars game. Hmm. Like, the Jedi. Um, God, I forget the kid's name. Um, he plays on Gotham. He played the Joker on Gotham, the Gotham show. Mm. But he's the main character. And every single time you, like, gain a new power, he has to, like, take a journey back to what basically gave him those fundamentals in the first place. Mm-hmm. And it's freaking awesome. And this show kind of reminded me of that. Right. And like, with this... him going with these flashbacks. I was like, geez, this is right. great. And in this flashback, I he's talking to... I believe it's his father. Yeah. And he's, it's either his father or it's the shaman. And he's kind of, you know, telling Bravestar about what he's got to do. And he's got to do this alone. And what he has to do is he really has to rely on what are essentially going to be his greatest powers, his courage and his intelligence. So he can't basically... Long story short, he can't really use a crutch or oh god, what am I looking for here? Like it's just again, it's it's great fundamentals. It's like you have to rely on your own strengths, your own knowledge, your own this, this, and that. And it's like these cartoons back in the day, they're basically teaching you life fundamentals to where you have to rely on yourself. And basically trust yourself to accomplish these things. Right. And that's what Brave Star is told in this initial flashback. You know, it's like, you know, you have to rely on your inner strength. And when it's time, the spirits will provide. Exactly. When it is appropriate. Dude, like that right there. Like, seriously. Oh, no. Like, when these shows get something right... They really get it right. They really do. It's like, dude, how can you not apply that to everyday life? Right? Like, that is some that is some serious shit. Absolutely, man. And so Bravestar is all in. He's like, all right, you know what? Sounds good. Let's do this. He's like, all right, I'm going to, like, he even drops his weapons at you know, at the shaman's feet, he's like, "All right." Exactly. He's I'm like, "You know what? This all here. I trust everything you say. I'm going to do it." And it, that's basically what he said. He he dropped all his weapons. He's like, "You know what? I trust you. I'm going to do this." All right. So he goes back to, you know, his base camp, and you know, he tells his his group the plan. Thirty thirty is just like, um, excuse me, the fuck. He's like, "I'm not leaving you alone." Like, and not for nothing, it's great to have someone in your corner like that. Oh, absolutely. That's like, you know what, no matter what, I'm not leaving you by yourself. Like, screw that. But, he's like, but he trusted him enough to, he's like, you know what, go do your thing. But mm-hmm. the second there's trouble, I'm coming for you. Yep. That horse, dude, like, come on. Dude, no, he is like the definition of ride or die. Exactly. I love him, dude. Oh, man. But of course, our bad guys are around and there are some <laughs> bad guys nearby and they hear that Brave Star is powerless. Oh, dude, they definitely do the stealth thing the right way. They're like, I'm I'm a cactus. So yeah, they're like, all right, 
let's get back to base. Let's uh, form a plan to get to take him out. Oh, dude, what was the guy's name with the weird face and like uh, the butt cracked like forehead? Which one? Like the the one that was kind of like the main bad guy of the episode? Yeah. Oh crap! Hold on. I like I unofficially named him Coochie Face. Sandstorm. Sandstorm. That's what he was. I named him Coochie Face. Yeah. Also played by Ed Gilbert. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Sandstorm was played by Ed Gilbert. <laughs> Dude, I named him Coochie Face. Yeah. Oh man. And he like the top of his head looked like a butt crack. So I was like, you know what? His name is Coochie Face. So yeah. So actually the main bad guy of the series, like um oh, what's the guy's name? Like Tex Hex. He's actually not yeah, in this Tex-Hex. episode. But they're like, eh, we got this. We'll we'll take care of Brave Star. I was like, don't worry about it, we got it. Yeah. Yo, but not for nothing, the bad guys in this episode actually seek counsel, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Because most of your bad guys in the 80s are very impulsive. Mm-hmm. But, no, but they... they actually sought counsel. Right. They kind of all banded together. Um, the one guy, uh, yeah, Sandstorm, he kind of went to the this big over-evil thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, crap, what was it? I, which I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, I forgot his name, but it was like, oh, and, and it's funny because he actually contradicted him. He's like, don't do that because that's going to kind of screw you over. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't do that. Do this. He's like, oh, okay, cool. And I was like, wow, the bad guys actually sought counsel and got a different approach. Yeah. I was like that. You don't see that a lot in '80s cartoons. No, like they're not. mostly very impulsive and do their own thing, and that's how they screw up and always lose. Um, I was like these Cobra. guys actually sought, sought counsel. I was like, oh well, wow. Yeah, and probably one of the best examples I can think of that is Cobra. I mean, yes, every exactly. time they try a bad plan, like Cobra Commander's doing one thing. Destro's trying to do another thing. And it bites him in the ass. And that's exactly it. And these bad guys actually humbled themselves and was like, okay, this is our plan. What do you think? And this, you know, this guy was like, nope, don't do that. Do this. And they're like, oh, well, okay. Yeah. So it's like like that, that is very uncommon for villains. Right. And the over evil, whatever his name is, he's like, well, you know, Brave Star still has this connection to the shaman. The shaman can still watch what he's doing within a certain range. Exactly. But if you bring like, him out to the Badlands. Exactly. It's like, let's wait until he gets to this point and then you can make your move. So you're like, all right. So at this point, they pretty much. R- rustle up every evildoer they can find because they're going to come up with a plan to get Brave Star out to the Badlands. Enough for nothing, but as villains, that is a very good plan. Mm-hmm. So, so 
like the fact that they did that and they sought counsel and got a second opinion, which was a better idea. Absolutely that fantastic. Me, that actually got me turned on to the villains a little bit. I'm like, okay, right? these guys are actually, you know, they have constructive criticism and they're not, they're not impulsive. Right. It was actually oh, nice to see wow. some, some thought and effort here. So you guys are um, kind of running a good company here. Yeah. So can I apply? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so like, one wow. of the, so one of the villains named Vipra. So she oh, has kind of hot. I'm not gonna lie. So she has this device that can actually basically knock people out. But there, uh, Sandstorm's like no. It's called her vagina. No, but, not okay, seriously. Besides but it's not. that, <laughs> it's not. He's like, all right. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna take your device and put it on low power. We don't want him to 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 fall asleep. We just want him disoriented and confused. Again, a well thought out plan. And then after that, they're going to create an actual sandstorm to make then just have it go in a direction where it's going to cause Bravestar in his confused state to run towards the Badlands. Which they actually did a good job of. Yeah, so they, so she sets the device off. It, it hits him in the back of the neck, and Bravestar just thinks it's a bug bite. Yeah. So the funny part is, it's like they were actually, their plan was working out. Like it actually, like they were doing a good job. Mm-hmm. And that's what got me so interested in this episode. Is like. The villains actually concocted a plan, sought counsel, got a better plan, and it started working out in their favor. Mm -hmm. Right. So and you'll you know, see these that. These villains are like actually, they're smart. Right. And you'll see that happen a lot in the first act of an, of a, of an episode like this. But no, this was like one of the most well-constructed first acts of... The bad guys get the upper hand very easily. Oh, they really did. And it was done in a very thought-out, logical way. Which is something you don't see. A lot of times when you see these guys have the upper hand, it's almost dumb luck. Yeah, exactly. Like, the dumb luck of the whole thing is... Um, you see that in G.I. Joe. You see that in Transformers. You see that in a lot of your different cartoons. But... Mm -hmm. This one, like, they were actually well, it was almost like a well-oiled machine. Like, they really thought everything through. Oh, yeah. And then reconstructed the whole plan. Like, I think that's what got me the most. You don't see that in 80s cartoons at all. No, you really don't. Lot, like, it's impulsive, see... and it's like, we'll do this, and oh, they're doomed. Right. And it, it, like, and the, whole, the, plan... the whole plan gets fucked, and you're like, oh, I'll get you next time. Right, and the plan falls apart when everyone's trying to do their own thing at exactly. the end. Exactly. But this one, it's like they really, really went through the whole thing, revamped it, and did it, and it started working out. 
Right. So at this point, Brave Star is feeling kind of woozy. He's like, all right, I probably just need to eat. So I need to, you know, find a oh, base dude. camp. Find at somewhere that point, to... I was like, what did they give him diabetes? Like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just need to eat. I need food. What's going on? But but it's a logical point. He's probably been traveling all day. Yeah. He's like, all right, I need to find a place to set up for the night, find something to eat, whatever. You know, I'll be good with a little rest. And like almost on cue, you know, the, the sandstorm picks up. He's like, all right, got to run. And at this point, he also doesn't realize where he's going, which he's Basically. falls right into the bad guy's plan. Yeah, I was going to say right into the Badlands. And like, like they literally, planned. they they uh, bring a, a close up of the villain Sandstorm. And he's just like, yes, come closer, dude. Every time I see that guy, I want the freaking Sandstorm song to play. <laughs> like, do 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 and of course, uh, our hero is now in danger, and our villain's plan is working. Ah, can you guess what time it is, folks? Well, it's commercial time. So yes, we fade to commercial, and uh, we'll be back in just a moment ourselves after this brief commercial break. Outlaw Scuzz's days in Fort Curium Jail are numbered. The evil Tex Hex is planning a jailbreak. Now for the bank and all that carrium. Brave Star's hawk-like eyes see the danger. Has the evil Tex Hex finally won? Or is Fort Carrium safe with Brave Star? Only you know the answer. Neutral laser, command center, bank jail set, and figures each sold separately. Batteries not included. Some assembly required. Brave Star from Mattel. All right, and we are back. And of course, we come back as Brave Star is getting closer. And at this point, he's more or less in the Badlands. At this point, he's he's tired from the effects of the of Viper's device, trying to find a place. And he just runs into this random guy in the middle of the desert. This blind bastard. And so he's trying to figure out if this guy is a friend or a foe. And we come to learn he's um he goes by Friend the name of Ursian. He's just an old blind guy. Yo, yeah, so he... I felt bad for him because like I was I'm he's basically I'm stuck here. Yeah. Like he basically he's adapted himself to his environment, but if he goes beyond that, he's pretty much screwed. Yeah, pretty much. But he takes Brave Star in to help him rest and get some food and water because he can sense the goodness in him. You know, enough for nothing, I thought this guy was uh, basically a setup. I thought he was going to be a bad guy or... Right? That's but no! Of... Yeah, he just turned out to be an actually a good guy because... I was kind of thinking the same thing. I'm like, is this like a setup for the villain's trap? That's what I thought. Is this I was like, guy actually just alone in the in the middle of the desert? And that's what made me feel worse because I suspected this guy to be like a villain. Mm-hmm. Like he was going to change and be like, ha, 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 you fell for our trap. But no, he's been stuck there this whole time. Yeah, that is I was like, pretty bad. Damn, I feel like an asshole. 
This poor dude. <laughs> like, yeah. Seriously. Yeah, so at this point, we cut back to the shaman's residence, and 3030 has paid the shaman a visit. And he's still not happy about the fact that he's not out there with Bravestar on this quest. Ride or die. And the shaman's got to remind him, he's like, um, no. The spirits forbid intervention. But at the same time, Bravestar has gone past the reach of his vision. So the shaman has no clue where Bravestar is. Exactly. And 3030 is like, fuck that. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's like, fuck that. Where's the, my homie at? The exact phrasing he uses, flees on a dingo. <laughs> he did not give a shit. No. I, dude, I love 3030 so much. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have a best friend in your life, you want one like 3030. Yep. And at this point, the bad guys kind of realize... You know where Brave Star is. He, they know he's in their location, so it's like, well, time to strike. Saddle up. Yep. And uh, so we do go to Brave Star and the uh, and Ursian, and this is kind of where he goes. You know, you know, why do you stay here? And basically, like, you know, I'm blind. I know the terrain here. I know what to expect. You know, I go more than a certain amount past this area. I'm basically dead. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't know what's going on. If he if he basically goes past the terrain he knows, he's done. Yeah. And, and so... Like, when he said that, it's just... It, it, it kind of hit me. I'm like, damn, dude. How long have you been there? Like... Yeah, he's definitely had to have been there a long time. And he does find ways to eat it because apparently, you know, he listens to the environment and he's somehow drawn to the the life force of the plants and animals around him. Exactly. And he's basically used that to survive for mm-hmm. God knows how long. And at any point he could have chosen to leave, but he can't. Mm-hmm. Because if you leave what's past what you know... You're pretty much dead. Absolutely. And we actually... Dude, I felt so bad for him. Right? It is pretty sad. Uh, It really is. We get another flashback of Bravestar going to his tribe. And he's, you know, getting more advice from the the father, shaman, whatever this character is. Um, Basically, he's reminding Bravestar that, you know, evil hides in darkness. But the darkness can be your friend if you learn to control your fear. Again with these 80s cartoons. Right? <laughs> oh, dude, like, when they seriously. get it right, they get it right. Like, if you ever have any doubts in your life about yourself, go back and watch 80s cartoons. Please. Because, mm-hmm. good God, the morals, the, like, like, the foundation that it gives you. Come on, dude. Right. And as he's learning to, you know, control his fear and his emotions, he's asked to recite the tribe creed, which I have it here. 
basically the creed of his tribe is honor in all your deeds, respect for all life, be the protector of the weak and old. And really, all of this gets tested throughout this episode. Exactly, because not for nothing, he didn't have to do anything for this old blind dude. No. And but... who does he end up becoming? Mm-hmm. Oh, the we'll... entire time. Oh, we'll get into that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because they really practice this whole thing throughout the entire episode, like you said. Right. And, and it's it, like and it does come to be part of like the trial and sort of the things that are required to have this bond with the animal spirits. Yeah, which he had no idea. He was just basically doing what he does, like what he always does. Right. So and it pretty much almost on cue, Ursian senses danger coming. And yeah, he Brave was like, Star's I sense like, evil. Like, I, I sense an evil presence. And he's like, yeah, it's got to be Sandstorm. And at that point, I was like, you know what? Yeah, he's not a bad guy. He, he's, um, he's, he's legit. He's, he's, yeah. you know, he's legit. Um, so I believe around this point, um, Ursian actually trips and falls. So he's <laughs> kind of injured. Yeah, yeah so, he does. Yeah, Brave Star is just kind of like, all right, you just. I don't know. So they they run, and of course the bad guys chase. Um, so yeah, uh, at this point thirty thirty has decided he's gonna enter the Badlands. Like he's in front oh of the. Oh my god, dude! Thirty thirty is like. Thirty thirty is like that loyal friend who's, like, way too gangster as shit. I know he's and he's got Fuzz <laughs> he JB is. and another character called Handlebar, who oh god yeah him yeah I meant to mention him earlier but God his name Handlebar. and the way he looks <laughs> yes dude and is, it's and, perfect you know, he has like two whole speaking lines in this episode but he's played by one Mister Alan Oppenheimer. The voice of Skeletor. Stop it. (laughs) It's Alan Oppenheimer. My mind cannot be blown this much. And 3030 is like, listen, I know we're not supposed to interfere. But fuck that. I'm not telling y'all to come with me. (laughs) I'm going out there. Yes, he did say that. He's like, I'm not telling y'all to come with me, but. If you I'm come, going. that's your choice. You stay here. If you come with me, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. So he basically absolved them of any responsibility. But he was like, right. he was like, screw all that. I'm going. Mm-hmm. That is the type of friend you want in your life. Yeah. Because seriously, thirty thirty, dude. He did not care what anyone had to say. He was gonna be there for his boy no matter what. Nope. Oh, absolutely. He yeah, we... said, fuck the rules. Mm-hmm. I'm going. On yeah. a couple of occasions. Pretty much this entire episode. Yes, he's like, fuck that. So yeah, we go back to our uh, Brave Star and Ursian. And they're they're basically cornered by the bad guys. 
But Brave Star, man, he, for everything, he just goes straight into action, man. He he kicks like a couple of them like off their bikes. Oh yeah, he and did like he, the whole drop kick. Like yeah, that was actually pretty awesome. Dude, and he straight up takes the bike. He leads one of them away. And he's like so he like ends up destroying another one of the bikes. And you know, for all it's worth, he could have just kept going, but no, he he went back and got Ursian. Yeah. He's he's definitely living his tribe yeah, creed he, at this point. He, he basically put him on on the back of the bike and Yeah, he rescued my man. And then like he straight up they fight and but there is some gunfire or actually I think the two bikes crash into each other and he's actually got a hole in the side of the bike he's on now. Oh yeah, that's right. So he straight up crashes. There's smoke billowing out of this thing. And that's pretty much how they spot him. Oh yeah, no, they, there's yeah. no missing that. And, so and they pretty much go... said that. It's like, okay, there's no way they're not going to spot us because look at this shit. So he's like, all right, time to just make a plan and what happens, happens. And then and good old coochie face sees the smoke. Mm-hmm. And so we get a, a shot of the shaman, I believe. He's like, uh, the time is near. The time of your greatest trial has arrived. And with those ominous words, we get a commercial break. Uh, so we'll take a <laughs> commercial take break bitch. here, and uh, we'll be back in just a moment, folks. Now, Tex Tex attacks with a new kind of evil. Brave Star. My skull will stop you flat, Brave Star. Skullwalker 3030, Brave Star, and Tex Hex Zone 7. 3030 can stand up to your evil, Tex Hex. I'll transform Skullwalker and attack from the air. Use your blaster cannon to stop him, 3030. <laughs> You're grounded, Tex Hex. I'll get you for this. Skullwalker and 3030 from the world of Bravestar. Other action figures sold separately. New from Bravestar. All right, and we are back. Uh, so the bad guys come up to the side of the wreckage, and there's no Bravestar to be found. And Sam Sorn's like, oh, so you're trying to hide on me, huh? All right, go find him. But really doesn't take long because Bravestar comes out and he's like, listen, I will go quietly, I'll go peacefully, but you have to leave Arsian alone. Oh, yeah. He pretty much surrendered himself. <laughs> but Sandstorm's like, um, no, I don't make deals. And he straight up ties up Bravestar with, like, these mechanical ropes. It was like this weird metal rope. Like, there was no getting out of that shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so at this point, 3030 shows up. He's got, <laughs> like, what a bitch. He's got gun drawn. <laughs> he's ready to 30, go. 3030 was like, right, dude, 3030 is like one of the most ride or die characters of the 80s. Right. So he's like, ready he to seriously go. showed up. was like, what a bitch. Bravestar's like, no, no, don't do it. No, yeah, he's like, no, I'm going to do it. He's like, no, don't do it. Like and... he pretty much, he had to argue with him. He's like, 
Don't do it. He's like, I'm going to do it. Don't do it. Yeah, so so at this point, JB shows up. Because yeah, Bad Guy's like, oh, well, huh. it's still two against all of us. It's like, well, nope. JB shows up. Fuzz shows up. Handlebar shows up. It's like, <laughs> handlebar. It's like, uh, yeah, odds are a little more even now. Fucking handlebar, dude. And still, the entire time, Brave Star's like, no. I have to face this alone. Yo, he and, stood his ground. I have to give it to him. Like, he really did. So, Sandstorm just, like, knows knows the situation. He just kind of fires off a warning shot that, like, ricochets off a couple of rocks. And we got one of, and we got a big rock about to fall <laughs> off a cliff here. It was fucking moron, dude. Oh, here's where Ursian falls down. Trying to escape and run away. So yeah, no. Ursians fall. And dun da 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 It at this point he's like Bravestar is reminded that, you know, he has to reach for the power within and his powers are back. Exactly. And he just straight up bursts out of those ropes like it is nothing. He he's and these are like these metal alloy ropes. He just snapped them shits. And then he just it's punches doosh. the rock. Power of the bear. He straight up punches the rock. And the villain's like, e- okay, maybe we should leave. <laughs> the villain's like, shit. <laughs> and 3030 realizes it's time <laughs> to fight. He's like, Brave Star's powers are back. Yo, I, I swear to you, 3030 is like that ghetto-ass friend of yours is like, yeah, let's go! Let's go! He's just waiting for the word to fight. Exactly! Like, he's just he's just ready to go. He's like, oh, Bravestar's got his powers back. <laughs> that means the quest is over. He punches the rock. Fucking 3030 is like, yeah, baby, let's go! He's, he's like, like, no, he's no, like, no, 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 no. Alright, posse. Time to move out. Oh my god, dude! He was <laughs> he was so ready. So he straight up chases them off, though. And uh, Brave Star goes back to Ursian, and surprise, Ursian's not actually blind. He's like, "Oh yeah, I can see. I can see the whole time." And so basically, dude, fuck, dude. Brave Star realized, like, wait, you're the spirit of the animal powers. Yep, I am. Here so you go. Basically, he's the one that's been testing Bravestar this entire time to make sure he's worthy enough to have that bond. And that's the funny part. It's like, that was actually pretty cool to me. Mm-hmm. Is that he was the one testing him this entire time. And this entire time, Bravestar, all he wanted to do was help him get to where he needed to be and help. Mm-hmm. Basically, just help him, period. Right, no, he definitely proved his worth. And he had no idea. And this is a guy that is basically the the yay or nay of him having the powers. Yeah. It's like, dude, come on. Oh, absolutely, man. This is just insane. That is a a good episode for you. Like, it really is. And he basically goes, I bid you well. Farewell, hero of New Texas. 
and he just disappears. He's like, my work here is done. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he goes, Brave Stars goes back to town and, you know, he's like, you know, the spirits have provided for me. They provided the greatest partner a guy could have. And 30, 30's like, oh, don't just shucks. Like, oh, shut your ass up. <laughs> can, can, can we just get back to keeping the peace? Right, exactly. He's like, stop being a bitch. Let's just go. <laughs> so, yeah. Basically, status quo is uh, restored, and we're good to go for the next episode. Although, sadly, there are, there are actually no episodes after this. This is actually yeah. the last episode. That, yeah, it really is. And Yeah, you guys know that now. Yeah. So, yeah, this really, Such like, an epic a episode, great, though. Great episode to end the series out on. Really? And it's basically just left up in the air. Right? We're like, all right, we're just going to just go back to keeping the peace. Which I think some point shortly after this, there's a movie that comes out for Brave Star. Like, yeah, there actually like a direct is. to video it, um, release. After I watched it, it tried to go into a movie. Hmm. So like it went like it went into a movie after I watched the whole thing. So I was like, okay, I want to do that, but I'm like, I can't. We gotta yeah. do this. First. Right. I was like, there's an actual movie. I was like, oh, oh, oh my. Right? Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely gonna have to find that down the road here. Oh, dude, like when you sent me the link, like right after I watched it, it went straight into the movie right after that. So, oh yeah, no, this... like not for nothing. Like if you can't find it, just click the link and it'll go right into the movie. Oh. I want to watch it. But dude, man, this episode was so good. Dude, there was such fluid animation too. Like some of the animation was like kind of choppy, which is expected out of that out of that era. Yeah. But when it went into like his his strengths and like showing the different animals and all this other stuff and mm-hmm. like some of the action scenes, it was actually really it was really nice. It was, and it it definitely shows that they had a good production company like like Henson backing it. Yes, they they really did. Oh, and man. it was a really nice looking episode. Absolutely, man. I definitely want to go back and watch more of this series because, dude, I forgot how fun this series was. <laughs> yeah, Brave Star was actually a really good one. I for... And same thing with me. I forgot how good it was. Yeah, that's definitely a, uh, an underrated show. Like, it really is. Like if you... Dude, freaking 30-30, though. Mm-hmm. He was epic as fuck. That transformation alone. Right. When he was like, you know, fuck all that. And he would like transform and like be on like his two legs. Hmm. Now, <laughs> he basically was ready to fight. Dude, the entire but time. But at the same time, he was humble. Like he would basically let basically Brave Star ride on his back. Yeah. But there were companions. They They would talk. But when it was time for battle, dude would like get on his two legs, transform, and be ready to shoot the shit out of you with a musket. Oh man. Like come on, man. Like that is epic as fuck. Oh yeah, no, dude. This is one 
I am definitely not going to dread reviewing these episodes. Like, dude, not for nothing, but I forgot how great Bravestar was. 3030 is one of those characters that he will always be my favorite. Oh, no, this, this show definitely ranks high in underrated 80s cartoons, I think. Seriously. Like, that. that's going to rank high on that, on that kind of list. <laughs> like, I'll be seriously saying that for, like, the next... 10 years is like you don't know shit about 3030 son <laughs> <laughs> so you don't know we were there <laughs> exactly you don't tell my kids like you, you weren't don't know there. loyalty until you know who 3030 is do you understand right <laughs> but no there's a lot of good like just life lessons representation because Really, like the whole, like the whole main cast, like the that whole posse. You've got Brave Star, you know, a Native American. You've got a strong female presence in JB. Yeah, exactly that too. You've got Horseman. You've got annoying little fuzzball. Oh my god! You've got he a pretty so, diverse. He was group. so excited. Strength of the bear. Like he was so ready. Yeah, he didn't do a lot in this episode, so I don't remember. Yeah, if... he didn't really do much. He just kind of. I mean, I know he's the annoying sidekick, so <laughs> I'm sure yeah. there's going to be episodes where he's really annoying. But you kind of always had to have that one annoying sidekick. You like you, you kind of uh-huh. see a pattern there. Yep, annoying sidekick, human characters, for non-human main protagonist yeah right. we're, lo- we're looking at you spike <laughs> actually no transformers actually gets worse after spike because then it goes to season three and then you've got oh daniel oh my god and, no then you have the combination Woo. of daniel and wheelie i forgot about spike dude Uh, Spike had his moments. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Uh, And we'll definitely get into that, but... Do you you remember Rat Trap? Dude, I love Rat Trap. (laughs) He was annoyed, but he was so great at the same time. Right? Like, he was one of those characters to where you either really loved him or you hated him. Dude, I loved him. But Rat Trap, he I, I liked him a lot. Oh, I love like all of his arguments with Dinobot. <laughs> yes. Because that is literally just Scott McNeil <laughs> arguing with himself in a sound booth while everyone else goes and gets coffee. Dude, we talked about that before. That and is so like, funny. Dude, and the voices are just so different. They really are. Dude, Scott McNeil has an amazing vocal range. He really does. Like, that's pure talent for you right there. Like, that's why I, that's really what I aspire to be. Like, oh, having that range and being able to do that without, like, skipping a beat. Absolutely. Like, seriously, that is some talent. Okay. Oh, no. Like, 
especially like when he's at cons and just like does all of his beast war voices consecutively <laughs> going from rat trap to dinobot yet but i need that in my life no like he so much like he seamlessly goes from rat trap to dinobot to waspinator to silverbolt jesus like seamlessly that is crazy oh dude there are just so many insane voice talents just like even in this show man we get charlie adler who is an amazing voice artist by himself. Um, <laughs> yeah. He plays Fuzz, and then he goes on to play, like, Low Light and G.I. Joe. I mean, he's literally, like, the entire cast of Cow and Chicken. Oh, I, my God. Because he plays Cow, Cow chicken, chicken, and the Red Guy. <laughs> Hello. I'm the devil. I love him. <laughs> oh, man. Pork butts and taters. <laughs> oh big brother god how can i even do that i don't know anyway <laughs> oh man good god you remember um what was it um i are baboon and i am weasel that was part of that too oh geez <laughs> oh. Yes. michael freaking dorn yes Worf. Man. Worf is the voice of the weasel. <laughs> I am weasel. <laughs> He's just so suave and debonair. I know. And baboon's a moron. I am baboon. You are moron. Piss me off so much. Oh wow! That show, dude. <laughs> wow. Cow and chicken, man. Dude. Dude, how do they get half those jokes in that show past the censors? I don't know. Like, I look back at that stuff, Bro. and I look at the jokes, I'm like, how the hell? Like, like looking back in as an adult, like, the most obvious one is the carpet munchers. <laughs> yes! Oh, shit. Like, they basically had an episode... <laughs> About an all-lesbian biker gang. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Like, oh, my God. And this was, like, late 90s, too, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. It was, um, let's say, yeah, about mid to late the 90s. I mean, it's like, I mean, we know Animaniacs got a lot of stuff through the sensors. Oh, dude, Animaniacs. Like, cow and chicken they jokes. They got away with murder, like, dude. Once you're an adult, you realize the jokes in Cow and Chicken are just blatant. Cow and Chicken beating ass before it was cool. Oh, there there was a joke about that in the series, wasn't there? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, wow. It's a pork butts and taters shit. (laughs) Yo, I didn't even realize that one. They would, like, basically catapult, like, the... The pig ass to the table. Oh, dude, I haven't seen that show in so long. Oh, my God. It was... Oh. Dude, they, they, they got away with so much. Somebody like, there was get... an era to where like, they just got away with everything. Oh, uh, dude, somebody needs to get and Cartoon Network. And I think they Network. would pitch the most outlandish shit to, to these like editors to where they got away with something, right. at least. Because that's kind of what South Park did, more or less. 
they would post they would like present the most outlandish shit uh-huh where they would like get away with doing what they do now yeah like literally they would pretty much insert a joke that they knew they would have to cut so the censors would allow them to put the joke in they actually wanted to make yeah and the censors at this stage are just a bunch of old geezers you're like okay that's fine this is not okay but that's okay you're like all right you can have x number of jokes all right you've got to cut that one oh my god i know they knew exactly what they were doing i'm pretty sure seth mcfarland does the same thing with family guy dude he i swear he does i think he's talked about doing that those kind of tricks before too oh dude there's a whole um god there's a whole conspiracy theory uh about like stuff he knows and all this other, like just all this stuff he like he knows and all this other, all these other things going on, and like what he's put in his episodes. Oh yeah, no, those like there was there was a there was a mention of even Kevin Spacey, and it was oh god, dude, there was so much. Oh no, like when you deep dive the writing, those guys know what they're doing. Oh yes, they do. Oh dude. So much fun writing, and <laughs> dude, really that's definitely something a lot of '80s cartoons lacked was good writing. Whew. I mean, a lot of these shows were basically glorified toy commercials. And like, I was just about to say that, like you said before, it was basically big glorified toy commercials. Yeah, I mean, I I still love my glorified toy commercials. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I'm not complaining. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. My mind is still blown about fucking Krang. Right. What? Yes. The same voice. Like, you can't, like, I can't even hear that. Like, it's it's just different. Like, wow. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm not surprised because, you know, not for nothing, but, like, I'm not the best voice actor, but... I can do different voices, but good God, that is some range on your ass. Oh, dude, that is incredible. From praying to that, like that is, dude, that is range. That, that is talent. Absolutely. I, oh, dude, I'm just trying to see if there's anything in here is just, oh, interesting. Yeah, it was on a uh, Cowboys of Mumesa. <laughs> What? Apparently he played um Marshall Moo Montana. Uh, Marshall. Oh, that was like early 90s. And it was crazy when you see these guys come. Oh, wait, he was on Tailspin? What? Oh, wait, Wildcat. Was that the mechanic? I think so. Like Whoa. the guy that was like basically scheduling all of the um the pickups and drop offs, that was King Louie. Right. Um Baloo, he was the pilot. Right. I think what Oh Yeah, oh, I shit. think Wildcat was the mechanic. Yeah, Wildcat was the mechanic. That was that was Pat Fraley also. Are you serious? Oh my goodness. Holy I Holy am... shit. That's insane. 
Bravestar, Marshall Bravestar, yep. To Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling as Hillbilly Jim. <laughs> what? What? Wait, he was Max Ray on Centurions? He was one of the main Get guys? Get the fuck out of here. Dude. That's insane. My man is talented. I gotta give it to him. Man. Wikipedia. Uh, IMDB, insane. man. Y'all. Dude, I can get lost for hours on this. On this Seriously. Site, That's just insane. Like, when you start looking at some of these guys. And then you really, like, listen to the voices. Like, out of all of the voices that this dude's done, Krang is like. Right. Krang, dude. Like that guy. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. Like, oh. he really went for it when he when he did the Krang voice. Dude, that one was completely out of left field. That's exactly. Thank you. It's like, <laughs> like, seriously. Like, out of every voice I'm hearing he's done... Like, he really went for it with Krang. Mm-hmm. What? Like, I don't know. I don't know. He was really, like, testing some shit out. And he nailed it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Wait. Dude, he was in G.I. Joe also? What? Ace, Airtight, Wild Weasel. <laughs> and barbecue. Get stop it, bro. Barbecue is like an Irish accent too. Yeah. Yo, mad respect to Pat Fraley, Holy man. Shit, absolute salute, talent. dude. Dude. Oh, these are definitely all cartoons we'll be looking at. These are eighties. Oh, we'll be we'll be looking at a lot of these folks. <laughs> But I think that'll do it for this week's episode, man. And uh, I just want to thank y'all for listening in once again for another episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Of course, check us out at geekworldorder.com. Of course, look up Geek World Order and Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram at Geek World Order. And of course, uh, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast provider of choice we are on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. We're on all the major podcast providers, folks. And um, for this week, and uh, we'll see you next time. We will see you soon. If you don't know where we are, I know where you are. Listen to us. Well, and there goes the uh, pile of legal, legal letters I'll be getting. Uh, <laughs> see you next time, folks. I'll find you. <laughs>